Are you ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Relationships Rule. I'm quite excited today about my guest, Scott Aaron, um, as we have kind of circumvented, I think, each other, and then we were put together on a um, on a on a Zoom stage, in a sense. And uh, I, I uh, had a chance to talk to him and thought it would be an interesting conversation to have him on my podcast. So, welcome, Scott. First of all, to the show. Thanks, Janice. Just grateful and honored to be here, and looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. Um, the one thing I noticed, I go through these like insecurities all the time. And I thought, oh my goodness, I've been asked to speak um, to this networking group online. And this wonderful young lady that found me, Tatiana, found me on LinkedIn. And she said, I have this um, other LinkedIn trainer that I uh, has been speaking to our group for a long time. And um, he's going to be speaking as well. And I said, oh, who is that? And she said, Scott Aaron. And I said, oh, are you sure you want two of us at the same time? Like I got really insecure because I've followed you, Scott, and I've looked at your work and I know that you are very good at what you do. And I thought, okay, well, the only way I'm going to do this is if I can talk to Scott first, because I want to feel more comfortable. And I have to say you were so um, easy to talk to and so you know, reassuring and like, make sure that I was going to be okay doing what I wanted to do. And then you would pick up the the other pieces. And, and that's what I noticed right away. And that's right away. It made me think we need to not prejudge anything because I do that all the time. And, um, and we need to just have that chance of the, the mere fact that you said, yes, of course, I'll talk to her. And we set up a time to talk was all I needed to hear, really. So I thank you, first of all, for that. Well, so I mean, I appreciate that first and foremost, but I think it also goes back to a principle that my wife and I live by uh, from the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. And oh. he, and this book was written in 1910. It's still one of our foundational things that we read, but also we gift this book to all of our mastermind members because it's just so foundationally important to understand and he talks about instead of living in a world of competition and comparison, mm -hmm. live in a world of creation and collaboration. And mm -hmm. and again, you know, there are things that that I know uh, there and there's some things that other people don't know and vice versa. So if you can collaboratively come together and leave people better, it's it's a win win for everyone. And I always tell people an army of two is twice as strong as an army of one. So whenever I'm doing, you know, these LinkedIn workshops, whether it's solo or yeah. partnering with other people, there's no toes that need to be stepped on. You just have to, like you and I did, we, we got on a call and we said, okay, you know, what are you going to cover? What am I going to cover? Okay, let's leave them better. And that's, that's the way we did it. Yeah. And it was awesome. And I did appreciate that. So Scott, I do have to ask you, because I know my sort of how I got into LinkedIn. How did you get into it? Because when you, I think from what I've read, you 
did the fast track when you first, when you finally decided that this was a piece for you. So how did you get into being a LinkedIn trainer? Well, you know, I, I never really coined myself a LinkedIn trainer. Other people started calling me that. So how it, I was in the brick and mortar uh, health and health and wellness space. I owned three different health clubs in Philadelphia. And uh, in 2013, I, I did partner with a network marketing company that was health and wellness based where I offered the products and the solutions to my gym members. And, um, and it, it, it just kind of fit, you know, again, you know, when, when you notice that the marketplace, when, when people go into a gym and they're, they're buying protein shakes and drinks and this and bars, uh, you know, again, I, I was ordering from third-party companies and they were making a ton of money drop, you know, raising the, the prices where I could have my own storefront as a sub-business within my own company, which is what I did. And um, I kind of saw the bigger picture that this also could be a way for me to take my business uh, online, so to speak, because I was, you know, a traditional brick and mortar surrounded by the four walls, doing personal training, sports nutrition. And what I realized was within an opportunity like network marketing, yes, it gets a very, very bad rap. Um, and rightfully so, because there's a lot of people that are doing it the wrong way. I love um, network marketing, just so you know. What's that? I love network marketing. I'm Yeah, network you know, when, when it's done the right way, yeah. uh, it, it can be very profitable. And, and when people, I understood from the get-go that um, it was another stream of income. It, and and I didn't own the business. I I basically was a facilitator of the company because right. the, the company controls all of that. But I realized, okay, if I want to maximize this opportunity, I need to build an organization. I need to build a sales team, just like any pharmaceutical sales company or medical device company or advertising sales. If you look at any of those models, it's the same thing. There's right. Uh, a company, and then they have multiple salespeople out there. They get a you know a piece of the commission, and so on and so on. Network marketing is the same. So I never put myself into that category where I own this company that I partnered with. I, I was an independent contractor right. that was utilizing the products for personal use, but also giving the opportunity for other people to do the same. Now, when I looked at the compensation plan, I I realized that the only way that this was kind of like the the big aha moment for me. The only way to ever make money in any network marketing company, no matter what information is being fed to you, is building a team. Mm -hmm. You can sell the products all day long. You'll make a little bit of money. But when we're talking about making five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month, the only way to do that is to build an organization because to make that as an individual, you got to be slinging a ton of products every single day and we don't have the bandwidth for that. So I saw this right away and I said, okay, you know, I have a, a business background. Um, I'm a brick and mortar, mortar business owner. I'm health and wellness professional, personal trainer. Where can I go to connect with other business-minded people that have a similar business background as me? And wasn't Facebook, wasn't Instagram mm. because those are more... I would say from an egoic standpoint, everyone is about themselves on there. I said, where can I go where it's more of a collaboration? And that was LinkedIn. So this is um, middle to end of 2013. So about 10 years ago. And uh, I, I said, you know what, let me, let me go see what this is all about. Now, I thought it was for getting a job or getting recruited. Uh, I had had a profile since 2009, but it was more for my gym. So I 
I dusted it off and I said, let me kind of do things from a different perspective. Let me look to connect with people, form some relationships. And I changed my profile around. I started connecting with other people just like me, messaging them very organically, providing content. And within a matter, I would say of about eight weeks, uh, I was booking about 25 calls a week. And it it kind of catapulted my business. And I, I ended up Within about 18 months, I had my first $10,000 month in network marketing. And it was because of the, obviously, the, the leverage ability I had to help other people do what I was doing through the business-minded people that I was meeting on LinkedIn. So as I was getting this success, I was reaching out to some friends of mine that uh, also were in the sales and network marketing space. And I said, listen, you you got to start leveraging this because everybody was teaching Facebook and Instagram and it was completely oversaturated. It still is. People still think that you can make network marketing work off of Facebook and Instagram. You can't, you know, again, everyone is kind of getting sold. Work, though. It's a drudge, right? It's a real yeah, it's, it's, it's very divisive now. It's very manipulated. Um, it's the toxic positivity you know, people, everyone, if you notice what a lot of people do on Facebook and Instagram, everyone is gloating that they're living this best life, right? They're killing it. Yeah. Anyone, and, and Janice, this is just the honest truth. Anyone that is making serious income is never bragging about it. Right. They are, they're, uh, I don't show my cars ever. I barely show my house. Um, you know, I barely post when I'm on vacation because- that time is for me, not anybody else. Yeah. So, and and that's also what I loved about LinkedIn because it was not it was not about that. It was not about me. It was about what can I do for everyone else. Yeah. So, I started just passively teaching some of my friends what I was doing from what I knew, and my one friend in particular. This was towards the end of 2013. Texted me one day, and he said, "Dude, call me." So I called him and I said, "What's up?" And he goes, "Listen." He goes, I don't know what you figured out, but he goes, I have 14 appointments booked this week. <laughs> he said, you should be teaching this. I said, what do you mean teaching this? He goes, there are so many people, not just in network marketing, but in sales and coaching that they need leads. They need appointments. They, they need calls and your system works. So he's like, record some videos, sell them for $47, whatever you want to do. So I remember I was, this is, you know, 10 years ago, I was in this one bedroom studio condo. Uh, and I, I had my laptop and I downloaded an app called Zoom, which no one really knew at the time. Yeah. And I had no clue about camera angles. So the camera <laughs> angle was like up at my chin to the roof. <laughs> and I recorded some videos and I started selling them for $47, but also people could coach with me for like $250. Yeah. And obviously I didn't know how to price anything at that point, but People started getting tremendous traction and results. And at that point, um, I actually um, worked with a business attorney to patent, um, which you can see back here, the process um, and intellectual property of what I did on LinkedIn um, that could be applicable to any social media platform, but this was typically applied to LinkedIn. And... I, I basically started to grow it from there. Now, I was still doing network marketing at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I spent about four and a half years, 2013 to 2017, actively building a network marketing business. Um, and then 2014, I started obviously consulting and coaching. People called me a guru. I didn't consider myself that. I was just 
I'd been coaching for so many years at that point with personal training and sports yeah. nutrition. I just translated it into the, the business realm. And then quickly, the LinkedIn consulting side of things started to very rapidly outproduce what I was doing in network marketing. 2016, I closed my last gym. And 2017 is when I stepped away from network marketing to solely focus um, on the company that Nancy and I were growing and scaling, which started with the LinkedIn consulting. And uh, the rest, they say, is history. Well, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. And I, what I love, though, about how you or what I know about, you know, how you train, and by the way, that information that you just talked about, that your process and everything, is that in your book, the LinkedIn book for sales and marketing? Yeah, well, I mean, if people go to my website, uh, which is mentioned in there, they can learn all about that. Yeah, so the thing that I love is that you um, think like I do, in that it's all about building relationships. It's It's not so much about content as it is about talking to people. And I always say the money's in the mailbox. I mean, it, it, it's, that's the message, you know, that's where you, that's where I hang out on LinkedIn and teach people to do the same. So I have to ask you in, in your um, process around, you know, being able to book that many appointments in a week, et cetera. It's a, it's a little bit about numbers. It's about, you know, how many people you're going to reach out to at any given time, but it's also what you say. So um, did you or do you teach that when you first reach out to somebody that you have connected with, mm -hmm. is it a differentiator kind of question message? Is it like trying to find out if they are in fact interested? And, and let's go back to network marketing, because I think this is a really, uh, people often want to know this, that do network marketing on the side or full-time or whatever is do you lead with the product or do you lead with the business? And so when you're doing this, are you in set in back testing to see about leading for the business? Well, you all, so people say yes to what they are first reach out to about. So in network marketing, you're taught to lead with the product, close with the product, then talk about the business because Companies can't teach prospecting to build a team because then it would be considered right. a pyramid scheme. Right. So they can't teach recruiting. They have to teach selling the product because that's how the company stays in business. So as soon as I started to hear that side of things, I'm like, eh, -eh that, that is not going to work. I'm going to lead with the business and close with the product. So I would plant the seed of mm -hmm. the business opportunity of what they can do with me, mm -hmm. but how they would get started with that business right. is the same way that I did, which is getting experience. So are you so, saying that in the message, sorry, that you, um, that you would say, you know, are you I never mention an opportunity in a first message, any message that I have ever sent. And still to this day, uh, is all about learning more about the other person to see if there is overlap with something that I have compared to what they have. And if we can mutually benefit from each other. Now I will say this, uh, a lot of people have been complaining about the lack of responses to messages, um, especially right now on LinkedIn. And there has been a severe drop-off in uh, responses. Now, what I will tell you is I haven't booked 25 calls in a week in a long time. Um, realistically, in, in 2023, if you're messaging the right way, you can probably book on your own uh, which you should be doing on your own, about two to five. That that I would say is average right now. Anyone that's telling you 
that they can book hundreds of calls a month for you on LinkedIn, they're lying because, well, A, you can't message that people in a month. Um, you're only allowed to send 100 connection requests in a week. Mm -hmm. And only about 25 to 30% of those people are actually accepting them. So you have to get very creative in other ways of nurturing and building relationships on LinkedIn, which you'll obviously be able to do by creating great content, but even having LinkedIn audio events and LinkedIn live trainings um, to nurture people that way. So the the day in the age of creating a ton of sales calls every single day and week on LinkedIn, that has sailed mm -hmm. for now mm -hmm. until LinkedIn kind of gets back control of what a lot of the marketing firms are doing, which is using illegal software on the platform that connects and messages, which is really ticking off the the general LinkedIn base of, of members because they don't want to be pitched. They don't want to be sold to. They want to be connected with. So, you know, the tides will turn at some point, but I think if people realistically wrap their minds around just booking two to five calls a week with qualified connections, that will still move your business in the right direction. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You talk about um, lowering the drawbridge, mm -hmm. and that's your. Um, I'm I'm guessing that's your finding out about what they do and and uh, explain that. It's a connection point. So when I was in network marketing, uh, I, I was only connecting with only connecting with health and wellness professionals because I could speak their language without ever talking to them. Right. So. When you lower the drawbridge, you're mentioning a connection point between you and the other person. You know, hey, Janice, uh, notice that you were also in the health and wellness industry as a personal trainer like myself. Would love to hear how things are going with you and your business. Share more about what I'm up to and how we can support one another here on LinkedIn. So again, it's it's bringing to the forefront that connection point between you and someone that you don't know where very genuinely they're going to see the relatable connection point. So you're lowering that drawbridge, inviting them to walk across, but they're like, oh, Scott's in the wellness industry as a trainer. So am I, it makes sense why he's reaching out. Right. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, so another thing that, that I um, often question when I'm talking to pe training people actually in LinkedIn that I would love to get your opinion on. So people have a blog or um, or a podcast. Um, okay. No, I'm going to go blog because podcast is a little bit different. So yeah. I have, a, I don't have one, but I don't know if you still use, do your blog or not, but you had a blog. I know I saw on your, on your website. Mm -hmm. So with people who have blogs and maybe do really great content on their blogs, and then they go and they put on their LinkedIn newsfeed, the link to their blog. And LinkedIn doesn't like that because you're taking them off LinkedIn. So I try to teach people a different way to do it. What do you say about blogs versus LinkedIn content? Well, I would say just repurpose that blog yeah. into a LinkedIn newsletter. And that's, yeah. so I, I, I was getting better traction from my LinkedIn newsletter than my, my blog. And I have to restart it on my website, but I have over 7,000 subscribers now on my LinkedIn newsletter. So um, and I I just started it probably about, I would say a year and a half ago, and it's getting incredible traction. So what Nancy and I always suggest people is if you have really good long form content that's sitting on a blog site somewhere, grab it, repurpose it, start a LinkedIn newsletter, because there's, there's two reasons why you want to start a LinkedIn newsletter. 
number one, when you create it for the first time, LinkedIn, on your behalf, they send an invitation to subscribe to your newsletter automatically. Um, the second thing is every new addition to your newsletter that is released, whether you do it daily, weekly, biweekly, or monthly, LinkedIn actually sends every single subscriber a push notification, letting them know that you've released a new newsletter, but also they actually email every single subscriber your newsletter edition. So you see a much higher engagement rate. So just to give you a little bit of context around that, when when I was writing, and I've written, I think, over 550 articles all told on LinkedIn, um, I, I would say, you know, 400 of them or so were regular articles. And they would get 100, 200 views, maybe. I get 10 times that with my LinkedIn newsletter. I get anywhere between 25 to 4,500 views every single newsletter edition that I write. So you're looking for that extra layer of visibility. And mm -hmm. again, yes, with uh, a blog on a website, you can drive traffic to your website. You can capture emails that way. But if you're looking to really leverage the personal branding side of how to use LinkedIn, a LinkedIn newsletter is one of the best tools to do so. And how often do you um, publish yours? Uh, I do every week, every Friday, my newsletter comes out. I always recommend doing either weekly or biweekly. Daily yeah. is too much of a commitment and monthly is not enough. That's yeah. A monthly newsletter is better for an email list, not LinkedIn, because if someone in your space is actually doing it more often, they're going to get the eyeballs on their stuff and not yours. Right. Okay. Good information. Um, I found something also when I was looking um, at information about you um, that you had interviewed Andrea Waltz for her book, Go For No. And I interviewed her on my podcast um, uh, a while back as she and I were both on the send out cards stage at a convention and I met her there. She's wonderful. And I, I know that you love that book, right? You, yeah. Uh, yeah. She actually wrote uh in my last book, she actually wrote a, a little testimonial on the back cover Very cool. Um, Very cool. for that. And yeah, I mean, Andrea and I, it was, it was funny. Um, that's basic. That book is what got me really into LinkedIn because uh, as I was thinking about how to transition from the Facebook and Instagram space to LinkedIn, at the same time, I was reading the book Go For No, which, you know, yes, is, yes is the destination, but no is how you get there. And I mean, it's a great read. It's, you know, you can read the book in a couple hours and it just so spoke to me because, uh, you know, someone that's been in sales now for 26 years, I, I never really had an emotional attachment to the word no, because I knew that it was leading yeah. to something bigger. Not everyone's going to say yes, right. but so many people were concerned and worried about this word no that it basically it, it stopped them in their tracks from progressing forward so when i read this book I, I i found andrea on linkedin and i reached out to her and i said listen i just got to let you know your book's changed my life i recommend it to everyone i actually make all my students read this book because it helps them understand mm -hmm. what they're going to experience on linkedin because you're going to hear more no's than yeses and we just formed a friendship from there. You know, she's been on my podcast, I think, two times. And, nice. um, you know, uh, again, she's a, a, a big business ally of mine. I love what her and Richard are doing. And she's uh, just a wealth of knowledge. That that book, uh, there's a reason why it's one of the top sales books of, of all time, because 
there's there's contradictive theories as well because there's people that will tell you you never want to go for no you just have to get better at uh, understanding people better meaning you know <laughs> there, there's all these sales methodologies whether it's the dis method or the enneagram and they think that that is going to allow you to close more sales no it will help you understand people better yes. but the buying decision still lies on that person just because you understand them better doesn't mean they have the money to invest in what you're offering so you can take all those personality tests you want at the end of the day you know and and this is what i love i jim Rohn said this he said some of the greatest baseball players to ever play the game batted 300 or above and for for context people understand obviously batting 300 you're getting three hits out of every 10 at bats. If you reverse that, they're actually making all the money they're making, getting out seven out of every 10 times. Right. So if you think about that in correlation to, you know, building a business around sales, mm-hmm. prepare for being a 300 hitter, you know, right. three out of every 10 yeses, seven out of every 10 no's, that will move the business forward more than you can ever imagine. So I I just don't want people falling into those traps where they think if they know the personality of someone better, it's going to enable them to cross the bridge quicker to a yes. And that's that's not the case. Right. You still, whether you know someone's Enneagram type or disc type or whatever else you're doing, you have to be a good human connector. Re- relationship marketing is the number one best form of business building marketing out there today. It's not about, yeah, there's funnels and lead capture pages and all that stuff, but the relationships that you build are what's going to drive the revenue into your business. Absolutely. And because it becomes, it's like when I, when I get, and I, and I get these every week, I get somebody sending me a referral that, I may not have talked to for a long time, but they remember me because of the relationship we have. And I've kept those relationships and they refer people. And that's what I love the most. And that's, it's all about relationships in my mind. And so I love to hear you say that you, you're, you know, you're talking my language. Um, So just the last thing I want to talk about is uh, I know that, and I, I listened to your podcast one day when I was out going for a walk about that you and Nancy did about, um, the pluses and minuses of masterminds, the good ones and the bad ones. And that, I think at the time you were developing yours, or maybe you'd been doing it for a while, but you, you know, you wanted yours to be um, uh, good value for the people that came into Correct. it and based on the experiences that you've had. So what are the three things to look for? Three top things to look for when you're looking for, because when we're talking about a mastermind program, I'm talking about, I guess, um, uh, you're going to be working with the same group of people over a long period of time. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So we, uh, ours is called the expert authority mastermind. Um, It's, it's a hybrid mastermind group coaching and one-on-one coaching. So uh, yes, it has the uh, community side of a mastermind. It has the group coaching side where we meet with, you know, collectively as a group, but then there's a hybrid one-on-one where we actually meet uh, with each person every quarter to go over their goals, um, see how they're doing with their goals, and obviously give them action steps. And we've had it for three years now. Uh, it's it's 
a, a big passion of myself and Nancy because we we don't want to be the only ones having the success in running a business. We want to share our success with other people. And all we did was uh, was systematize what we do with our company and how we've grown and scaled to where we are now and moving forward. And we put all those systems into one place where we teach people all the, the fundamentals of what they need to do to grow their business, to be the experts in their space. So the proper way to optimize one's website, social media, lead magnet, email sequence, funnels, uh, creating courses, coaching programs, their own mastermind, membership sites, uh, launching and starting a podcast, writing a book, all of those things go into becoming the expert in your space. So we kind of put things into hyperdrive because we know there's a lot of people that have goals, but they end up just sitting on that goal board for year after year collecting dust. And when you become part of a program like the one that we have, it it pushes you into action. So in, in hyperspeed, you create more than you can ever imagine in 12 months. So ours is a year long. Uh, we meet every single week as a group. So every Thursday we meet with our mastermind members. Um, it floats between group, uh, you know, a group training and a Q&A session. So it alternates. And the things that you really want to look for within a, a really good mastermind is working with with people that actually still have their, uh, I would say, their their hands in the game. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that run masterminds that are basically just teaching from this 10,000 foot view. They're kind of just coasting through their life and their business. They're making all the money they want. So they're kind of just like running in neutral and they're just teaching things that may have worked five, 10, 15 years ago. And they're not really up to date with what mm -hmm. needs to be done. And that's what really drives Nancy and I, because, you know, as soon as something new comes out, like I'm going to use chat GPT as an example, we dive into it and say, okay, how can this be leveraged for our business? And how can we do a training for our mastermind members so they can leverage it for theirs? That's how we do things. So you always want to look for a mastermind that I don't want to necessarily say is on the cutting edge, but the people that are running it or the individual that's running it has their hands in the game with you. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is making sure the mastermind you're joining is actually the thing that you need to help your business. Because there's a lot of masterminds out there that end up just being a, uh, a glorified networking group where it's basically people just networking, but nothing is being taught. And, and there's a difference between the how-tos and the what-to-dos, right? So people are tired of hearing about what they should be doing Mm -hmm. they want to be taught how to do the what, right? right. So right. we make sure within our mastermind, yes, we're going to show you what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to show you exactly how to do what it is that you want to do. The third thing is accountability. So you don't want to be a part of a mastermind that is so, I would say, um, boundary wise, where that person that's running it is so untouchable. Um, there's there, you're not getting that. Like we joined a $40,000 a year mastermind a couple of years ago where we never actually ever met with the person that was running it one-on-one -on -one ever. It's like the wizard of Oz behind the. Yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that we know that people love, and, and we get people renewing year after year. I mean, we have people right now that have been in our program for three years wow. because 
it's every because it's ever evolving because we, yeah. we, we add new things each and every year. We have a book club. We have a Monday mindset call. Uh, we have networking opportunities now within our program. So it evolved because we want feedback. We want to hear from our people. What would you want in this program to make it even better? And when they say what it is, we create it. But the fact is, is that every single person gets to meet with us once a quarter. So four times a year, they're meeting with us one-on-one for 60 minutes. That's four hours of our time that we are giving to each person because we want them to know that our best interest is their business, not ours. And mm-hmm. I think that's really something that really makes us different. And I can confidently, without ego saying that our mastermind is unlike unlike anything else out there, because with what people learn in our mastermind for the investment that it is, and it's not, it's a very fair price for what we charge, they would have to spend well over $100,000 to learn everything that we teach because we teach marketing, we teach branding, we teach social media, we teach every aspect of how to grow and scale your business and become the expert in your space. Fantastic. So all of this would be on your website, yes? Uh, it would actually be on our, our new website called The Time to Grow. So if oh. you just go to uh, thetimetogrow.com mm-hmm. and you go down to programs, you'll see that uh, Expert Authority, which is our, mm-hmm. we have expert foundations, but that's just our done for you foundational course. Yeah. Um, expert Authority is what you're going to want to do. And the doors are currently closed. We open the doors three times a year, um, January, April, um, and September. So um, we have a wait list right now and we only take 10 people at a time because again, um, we, we want to make sure that we're giving our, you know, our time to the people that are ready to run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we do have a, actually a, a, a full wait list actually for our October uh, opening. Uh, so again, every spot may be taken. I mean, people say, put yeah. me on there. I'm ready for October, but we'll, we'll see. But I, I highly advise people if, if they really want to learn more about it, uh, definitely go to the time to grow.com, uh, get on the wait list and, and be one of the first people to know when we're opening the doors. Fantastic. Well, this has been a pleasure and um, enlightening and makes me feel even better now about um, that we're on the same page in so many ways. Um, last thing, if I could ask you um, to just give one, one piece of advice to my audience, same audience as you have really entrepreneurs, um, coaches, consultants, business owners, network marketers, um, right? Sales professionals. I mean, there's a lot of things that I, I would know. Say. What's the thing that comes to mind? Don't take any shortcuts. There's a, there's a lot of people that are looking for, you know, the quick fix, uh, the shortcut, the hack um, to get the success that they want. Uh, there's no shortcut for that. You know, everyone sees the impact that Nancy and I are having right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a decade in the making. You know, everything that we're doing now, I, I've been doing that since I was 18 years old and I'm 44 now. The overnight so, success, right? The overnight success. Yeah. I mean, it, it's everyone think, yeah, it, it's it's not, you know, it's, you know, pay attention to the story, not the glory, because everyone sees what what's going on right now. Um, and just be very mindful that you don't fall for any of those really scammy marketing tactics that you see out there. If someone is making it look easier and too good to be true, it probably is. You know, you see, you, you still see a lot of the big names out there. I'm not going to drop any names, but you yeah. see all the big names out there. They're doing workshops, they're doing all this. And 
it's all a marketing tactic for for you to get into their whatever program yeah. it is and then upsell you to the next. Those yeah. people, I'm sorry, most of those people, they don't have skin in the game anymore. They are on that 10,000 foot view level where you know, they're more about the numbers. They just want to create sales. They want to just sell to people. Um, and when you start seeing Matthew McConaughey offering programs yes, out there, yeah. um, I got it. And again, yeah. that was crazy. I don't know if anyone has seen the YouTube video on it, but it is. Cr- I, I I was like feeling bad for him. Like it was. Oh really? No, I never got to see it. Oh, cringy. I mean, seeing Matthew McConaughey try to sell to an audience, acting is what he's wonderful at. That's why he won an Oscar. Yeah. You know, he's not going to win an Oscar for selling to uh, workshops. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It was very weird. But yeah, just if, yeah. It, if it sounds too good to be true, it, it probably is. is. Stay yeah. in the game. Keep your eye on the prize. And I always tell people, as long as you're moving forward, whether it's a millimeter or a mile, you will get to exactly where it is that you want to be. Wonderful. Great place to end. Thank you so much for your time, Scott. Much appreciated. And to my audience, thank you again for being loyal, for being here. If you like what you heard, please leave a, a rating and a five-star review. We love that. And uh, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.